We saw what happened week one with the Bears. Are you in love yet? It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Newton, with Brandon Snide. Yeah, man, week two is getting ready to roll in the NFL. Brandon is back, as we are going to do every Thursday night. We are going to talk Packers football, look back, look forward, get all the insight. Brandon, you had to be very, very happy on Sunday with the performance of the Green and Gold. Brian, good evening. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. I cannot (laughs) tell you enough. It is nothing trumps in the sports in the sports world when the Green Bay Packers beat the Chicago Bears. And this one was just a little extra special. Had a little love, Brian, if you want to say. Yes. Had a little love in this uh in this defeat. And boy was I I'm still riding the high. I couldn't sleep Sunday night. And and it was week one. You know, it doesn't mean anything necessarily outside of bragging rights, but man did that feel good. That felt good. Well it it was it was an embarrassment on the other side of the field. So the Packers came in. Everybody was like, "Oh, you know, let's see, let's see what Jordan Love can do." His passing was was good. He did a he did a very nice job. Um, the the defense the defense held the Bears. Now that probably they're going to have a lot harder tests down the road. To be honest, sure. um, the only sure. the only threat the Bears had offensively that they had to take care of were some, a couple big runs by uh, Justin Fields. But other than that, everything was clicking. The special teams were clicking. Lucas Van Ness gets his first sack, so he's uh, cementing himself as a threat, as a pass rusher. Everybody's excited. Was there Were there a couple things that you saw in the game or things that you're, you want to temper Packers fans' expectations just coming out of week one? Just go, up, pump the brakes just a little because I'm looking at this. No, I, I'm I'm Super Bowl or bust, Brian. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the there you now. go. That's the stand. But a couple of things though that uh, kind of hit off of what you talked about, Jordan Love, right? Like it. I don't think it needs to be stated enough that he had a better game than I think people are giving him credit for. Now, if you open up the box score and you're like, oh, 15 to 27, 245 yards, three touchdowns, sure. But if you do a little bit more digging, you look at it a little bit more. Like why? Are people talking about Jordan Love on third and fourth down? Yes. 141 yards, two touchdowns with a perfect 158.3 pass rating. That's the difference in the game. And I know the Bears aren't very good, and the the Packers defense played as good as they should have against an offense that was inept, um, and they did their job. However, Jordan Love doesn't make that uh, touchdown pass to Aaron Jones on fourth and three. That changes. That changes. That could change the game. I mean, yeah, it's it can't Bears, be overstated. No, you're I, right. I, how I how it. the like, third and fourth down conversions are unbelievable. Crucial. I mean, if you're talking about game, you know winning and losing games, that's where it is. And the Packers were not good last year. And it's not a knock on Aaron Rodgers, but they just weren't efficient enough uh, on third and fourth downs last year. I call them the money downs to where you could be a decide. You know, if you're in a game, it that was the decisive moment. And man, would, did he just look the part? And, and I, again, I don't. I want to maybe pump the brakes on myself with Jordan Love, but he looked, he looked like when you were watching him, he was decisive. He looked like he had control of the huddle. It looked like he knew what he was doing at the line of scrimmage. 
He ran over a guy on third down to, you know, get them in range to go for it on fourth and three. That was Aaron right. Jones touchdown. He just looked like a guy where I'm not going to, again, pumping the brakes on Brandon here, but a lot of his throws, the way he was moving, his mechanics, the arm flow, looked a lot like the former quarterback that was playing in Green Bay last year. Looked a lot like him. Well, you you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't doubt that really, having watched for three years and studied under <laughs> uh, studied under twelve that that this this was coming up. Was there was there any concern with the the big the downfield throws that you know he overthrew he overthrew a couple he underthrew a couple. This was something that people yeah. were talking about during the preseason. Is that going to be sure. obviously it's something that can be worked on and improved, but. When you look at everything else, how, you know, uh, how scary is yeah, I that? Think, I think I don't think it's scary. Um, does it put up a you know a, a you know a flag like hey I just want to keep an eye on that? Sure. Um, he has a real connection with Romeo Dobbs. I, and again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but those two, I've watched them in person, um, seen them up close. I mean, they really have a, a close connection on and off the field. They really know each other very well. Um, I'm not worried about that. My, my concern, I guess, would be the absence of Christian Watson. He hasn't practiced again this week with the hamstring injury. His timing with Christian Watson all summer has been kind of up and down. And again, okay. he Christian Watson is, is an alien, right? Like, he's a freak. Like, 4-3, 4-2 speed. Um, so that's going to take some time to get used to. I think a couple of those overthrows, and I don't want to put the blame on you know anybody out, outside of Jordan Love because I think you should probably put the football on the numbers regardless, but it looked like Luke, Luke Musgrave in that corner of the end zone. Uh, he kind of ran his route a little flat. Matt LaFleur talked about it in his Monday morning press conference, kind of wanted him to go upfield a little bit more. But I think it also needs to be stated, uh, Brian, these guys are all rookies. I mean, he yeah. is literally throwing to – Romeo Dobbs is his veteran receiver. He just got drafted – last year <laughs> like yeah that is I mean, that is an Mark, amazing fact you know what i mean like they're the youngest roster in the nfl yeah. there's going to be there's going to be growing pains i i think these things are going to be expected but you're also going to get those splash plays like that luke musgrave jordan love fumbled the ball picked it up ran it chucked it 50 yards luke, luke musgrave has fallen over his legs but he caught it you know yeah. you're going to have those really low moments and it's going to be like oh here we go and then it's going to be a big play so i think it's a growing pain. Nothing downfield concerns me with Jordan Love. His arm out of Utah State was never in question. He can make every throw. He's got a very strong arm. His accuracy is probably the one thing where folks are going to be like, that needs to get better, and I would probably agree with that. But, however, I think over time it will. Again, we got to keep in yeah. mind. I know people people are like, he's been here for four years. He's been in the system. that He doesn't have live game reps. He needs those reps more than anything. And he will get them. Besides Jordan Love, who you you seem on the fence about, Brandon. I don't know why. Uh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, a little. Who else stood out to you this week? A guy that was a former first round draft pick, 2019, got a, a ton of criticism a year ago, and rightfully so. And have a position going into this year that was in question on who was going to step up in that room, and that was Darnell Savage. He led the team in tackles. He was a. It was flying all over the field. It was a position that you and I talked about it last Thursday going into this game, where we were like, "Man, you and I might do a you know start in that role up in twelve sixty five Lombardi Avenue because they just didn't really have anybody all summer or all spring that was stepping up to be the starter." But Darnell Savage looked like the guy that they drafted in twenty nineteen. He looked like a guy that was 
not thinking as much as he was playing. And that was encouraging to see because if Darnell Savage can come into that safety position and solidify himself and solidify that position for a very stout defense, and that defensive front was pretty darn good. That's another standout. But we talked about it last Thursday as well. That that front seven for the Green Bay Packers is no joke. Just ask Justin Fields. He's probably still running from them. He probably is. He's hearing hearing them in his nightmares. Yeah, Darnell Savage at the safety position was was my was my other standout. What about there was during training camp uh and Anders Carlson the kicker had missed a bunch people were starting to get a little a little worrisome. He comes in the other day, hits all all six of his kicks, five extra points and then that 52-yard field goal. Um so is it just training camp was training camp now he'll settle in or are we still going to be like, well, let's, you know, he had a great game, we don't take it away. Let's see how the next one goes. I don't think he, he – you know, you remember that Allen Iverson clip, Brian, where he's like, we're talking about practice, like this is practice? Yes. That's right. Anders Carlson. He doesn't care about training camp. He, get him to the game. Yeah. Get him to the Get him to the game. There it's probably go. not the right answer. But, um, you know, but he's another guy where, for if you're, you know, Brian Gudenkins and just – you got to give credit to Brian Gudenkins because he put his – he dug his heels into the ground. He said, this is my team. Yes, I can go out and get Mason Crosby if I wanted to and bring him back and let Anders Carlson kind of sit in the back and, and get him worked up. But Goody went, no, we're going to start. This is this is my team. He was fired up in the press conference, too. I don't know yeah. if you saw the, the uh, videos of him up there watching, greeting the players after the game at the tunnel. But he said, look, look this is my team. There's going to be growing pains. We're going to see it with Luke Musgrave. We're going to see it with Jordan, Ru- Jordan Love, J- uh, Jaden Reed. We're going to see it with these guys. And he's going to do the same thing with Anders Carlson, but the dude has a leg. I mean, he nailed that 52-yarder. It was probably good. Oh, that didn't – yeah, there was absolutely no question. From the minute it left his foot, it was like, oh, that's in. Dead and center. His issue, isn't necess- his issue is kind of like where Jordan loves it. Like, Jordan Love can make every throw on the football field. He can throw the ball 60 yards downfield. It's can you put it in the bucket? Can you put it in, in tight coverage? Can you If it's got a small window, can you fit it in there? And that's Carlson's problem as well is, you know, the accuracy. But I think, again – over time, you know, I think he'll correct himself. Don't forget, I mean, we're not really removed. What What are we, three, four years removed from Mason Crosby's terrible year he had? I, I believe it was, gosh, off the top of my head, maybe 2015, 2016. It was just awful. And Goody, right. and, and not Goody, but Ted Thompson, they stuck with him. And maybe it was 2018. I don't know. I'm just rattling off now. But it, needless to say, like, he's going to give him time and, and allow him to grow into that position. All right, Brandon Snyder is here. We are talking Packers football. We're going to turn our attention to the Dirty Birds and Atlanta. When we come back, it's Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. It's Tundra Talk every Thursday night on WTMJ Nights. I'm Brian Noonan, and Brandon Snyder is always here. He is the man who knows all about what's happening with the Packers. All right, Brandon, we're going down to Atlanta. Uh, it's been back and forth with the Falcons over the uh, and the Packers. The, the Packers lead the series 19-16 over the last 10 years, but it's been the Packers win at home, the Falcons win at home. Uh, the first mm-hmm. question I have about this week, is Aaron Jones okay? We watched, we watched after the touchdown him uh you know it looked like a hamstring he was having fun on the sidelines as they were stretching him out um what's the word on Aaron Jones for this week yeah so that's kind of the tricky one of the week I think um Christian Watson is obviously the other one but he hasn't practiced in over a week now um Aaron Jones 
said after the game that if it was needed, uh, talking about the game in Chicago, he could have came back and played. Obviously, the score got out of hand. They didn't need him. Matt LaFleur let him sit. Um, and he, he jogged off the field, uh, which was a positive sign. Then it became practice on Wednesday. It's usually their, you know, their first practice of the week. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday is when we get our, our injury reports. And he was listed as did not participate. However, he was in pads and a helmet, stretching, taking part of the field, uh, practice field, and then uh, went off to the rehab group. Matt LaFleur spoke today and said anytime that he has a helmet and pads on, it's a good sign. Okay. He he didn't necessarily practice, but it's a good sign that he was at practice with a helmet. So, you know, that's going to be the the big question mark for this Green Bay's offense. They can survive without Christian Watson. They proved that in week one, Uh, although you would love to have a guy like Christian Watson who can stretch the field vertically. Um, But Aaron Jones is the catalyst for this offense. And you saw it in week one against the Chicago bears. When I think the the first drive, he had all, he had all the yards, (laughs) pretty much all the, uh, the offensive yards gained on that first drive. So he's a huge part of their offense. Um, The big thing to look out for Aaron Jones is tomorrow. What his designation is going to be tomorrow. If he is upgraded to limited, um, I think he has a good chance of playing. If he's downgraded or if he doesn't play, obviously, or doesn't practice, excuse me, then obviously, that's going to probably tell you what, what what's on the docket for Sunday. But, you know, it, it, the thing about it is, too, Brian, it's week two, right? Like, it's, right. it's week two. You won week one. I'm not saying you have to, you know, go in there and lose. But you don't want to put, you know, these guys out there so early into the season and a develop, developmental season, right? Like, we're not sure. – I made a joke earlier about Super Bowl or bust, and we all want that. But this <laughs> is a developmental season, right? Like, these right. guys are – you know, we got – you need to be healthy. Um, so, I, I – they usually err on the side of caution up there in Green Bay, so I would not be surprised to see him not play. And for me, that changes the outlook of the whole game. Now, is what you just said about the being developmental, is, did that lead to – I was a little surprised. As you said, Aaron Jones comes down the first drive, he gets a lot of the yards. Then he's kind of not really around in the second quarter. They're not going to him. And then it's funny, all the all the talking heads – on TV, we're saying, oh man, they got to get Aaron Jones back in. They got to get him back right. in. He comes out the start of the second half and he is on fire. Did, did it surprise yeah, I, you that Matt LaFleur didn't go to him more in the second quarter? Or was that, you think, a calculated thing to go, okay, let's, you know, like you said, it's developmental. Let's not put too much pressure on one guy so early. Yeah, and, and Matt LaFleur was asked about that going into halftime by Aaron Andrews uh, for the Fox broadcast, she, you know, basically Matt LaFleur said, yeah, I got to do a better job of getting him involved into the offense. I, he did mention Matt LaFleur. That is that part of it was they fell behind on first down where it turned that their offense into to more of a, of a passing situation. So that was part of the problem. Yeah. After that first drive in Chicago, that touch on the Packers go up seven, nothing. I mean, their offense basically stalled for almost two quarters, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Half of the first quarter and the second quarter, they they got a field goal, but just didn't really move the ball well. Um, and then in the third quarter, you obviously see you know the difference with Aaron, with Aaron Jones. One quarter, yeah, it was crazy. You go into halftime, you're up ten three. The game's pretty much over in the third quarter, um, and he just changes the dynamic because what he can do uh, in the run game and in the pass game. So I think for Matt Lafleur, and, and Matt Lafleur has been uh, you know coaching play calling for you know the last three four you know going on four years, but I think it's also a developmental season for Matt LaFleur as well, okay. right? He doesn't have a four-time MVP, all-pro, right. Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest quarterback ever under center anymore, right? He's he's kind of running his show now, so I think it's a little bit of 
growing pains for him. And you kind of saw it at the end of the first half where they were going to kick that field goal, seven, six. And um, they, uh, Jordan Love took a sack and there's 30 seconds on the clock. And he waited until there was four seconds to call a timeout, you know? So I think he's kind of learning and adapting as well. Like, Oh, you know, crap. I don't have, I don't have a guy like Aaron Rodgers to, you know, help me <laughs> kind of walk me through, you know, you know, certain things and, and see certain things. So, I don't want to give Matt LaFour too much of a break, but I think there's, you know, maybe a year, you know, a week or two and, and he'll figure it out. All right. What are your, what are your big keys to the game this week? Big keys for me is just, obviously, if you don't have Aaron Jones, it changes the offensive dynamics. I'm very curious to see what that means for Jordan Love going into what is going to be the Mercedes Benz dome is loud down there in Atlanta. You know, it, it's going to be uh, an atmosphere that, he has played in before in Kansas City. I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to be as loud as it is in Kansas City. How does he react uh, to the Atlanta Falcons defense, who looked pretty good up front? They looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they packed. They, you know, they they brought it to uh, to Bryce Young in Carolina, winning in Week One. So they're one to know. The Green Bay Packers are one to know. Can the Green Bay Packers at any point in the game establish any part of a running game? Uh, AJ Dillon looked awful in Week One. He just didn't. He didn't look good in week right. one. So I'm curious to see if they can get a run game going against that front seven for Atlanta, who's pretty good on the outsides. They're, they're not bad either. AJ Terrell for the Atlanta Falcons was locked down in week one. Can Jordan love get any, anybody else in that offense involved outside of Romeo Dobbs? He found Luke Musgrave in week one, who just kind of looked like a baby giraffe running down the sideline. So hopefully he can <laughs> fix that route running. But <laughs> I think the key is obviously how does Jordan love react does Atlanta blitz him? Chicago didn't blitz him, Brian, which was really weird. No. They didn't yeah. they didn't bring any pressure to Jordan Love in that Packers offense. He had seven seconds, you know, darn near. Yeah, I don't think they practiced that, that. They didn't do a lot of work in training camp. I don't think uh, I don't know what I don't they, think... were, they were so busy. Yeah, they were so busy tweeting at Packers fans. But I think that yeah. <laughs> I think that that's that's the key. Does Atlanta blitz? If they do blitz, how does Jordan Love react? How does okay. Matt LaFleur react? How does he does he because if you don't have Aaron Jones the big key is Aaron Jones. The Packers yeah. have Aaron Jones. I'm not worried. They have Aaron Final Jones. Score? Silly. Final score? Final score, 27-23. The Green Bay Packers go into week three, their home opener against the Saints, undefeated. Very nice. Brandon, it is always a pleasure. We will do this again next week. Thank you, as always, for your insights. Uh, Brandon Snide, you hear him in the morning doing sports. You hear him all over. You read him on WTMJ.com for all his thoughts on the Packers and everything sports. Brandon, we'll talk to you next Thursday on Tundra Talk. we got to do this, then it's news time. (laughs) Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, guys.